how to start? Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Hey, and welcome to the show. This is a, a big episode. We've got Wong Dong Yok. This is from Squid Game, episode 356. We talk all about his writing process, logistics, outlining, a little bit of everything, how this show took off with success and now has 14 Emmy nominations. Uh, really, really great episode. This one's uh, really unique because a lot of it is not in English, and I decided to leave the full episode here. So you'll hear my questions. Uh, Wong's answers then also the translator I just left the full thing um, so you guys can kind of dive into his his full process there and and see how that works this will also be on the creative screenwriting website so you can also go read that uh, in full in print as well before we get in the episode I want to talk about uh, a new course we put together called the television screenwriter masterclass this has got 21 of the best screenwriters in TV today uh, writers from The Handmaid's Tale, Mosquito Coast, Moon Knight, Hunters, uh, WandaVision, Resident Alien, the list goes on and on. You can see this full list at scriptmastermind.com slash television. And you can see how you can purchase this for $1. It's a pre-order right now. It'll be out in, in a few weeks. And you can get it now for just $1, the Screenwriting Masterclass for Television. And now, without further ado, here is my episode with Wong Dong Yuk on the, the writer-director of Netflix's Squid Game. The screenwriter is a a 제가 소설이나 시에 크게 재능이 없다라는 생각이 들었는데 그러다 어쩌다 마침 저희 집에 어머니가 낡은 비디오 카메라를 92년도인가 어디서 하나 가져오셔가지고 그게 정말 가장 큰 계기가 됐던 것 같아요. 그 비디오 카메라를 어머니가 쓰시려고 가져오신 건데 제가 들고 밖에 나가서 촬영이란 걸 처음 해보면서 그것들을 찍고 사람들하고 같이 함께 보는 그 경험을 하면서 그것이 어, 제가 했던 모든 일 중에서 가장 즐거운 일이라는 사실을 깨달았어요. 그래서 그때 처음으로 음, 영화 감독이 되야겠다라는 생각을 했던 것 같습니다. Um, in actually, instead of becoming a screenwriter, my dream was becoming a film director. Um, it's a long story, but to make it short, at first I wanted to like write books or become a poet, but I knew that you know I wasn't good enough for that. And then it, in my early years in 1982, my mom brought a video. 1992. 1992. My mom brought a video cam, uh, so she would use it, but I could use that. So that was my first time using a video camera to you know film things around, and I filmed things and I watched it together with other people, and I think that was the most fun thing that I've done in my life. So I knew I wanted to become a film director. Where did the idea for Squid Game come from? Squid Game idea was in 2008. I had a film that I had to do. I had to do it. 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 I had to
그때 너무 어, 힘들고 좌절을 많이 해서 돈도 하나도 없었고 그래서 어, 시간을 때우고 그걸 잊으려고 만화 가게 어, 코믹북 카페에 많이 갔었는데 거기서 봤던 만화들이 제가 봤던 만화들이 도박 만화들, 막 서바이벌 게임 만화들 이런 것들이 많았어요. 그런 만화들을 쭉 보다가 어나 이런 게임에서 한번 나도 큰 돈을 벌수 있으면 한번 참가해보고 싶다라는 생각을 하다가 나만의 한번 서바이벌 게임을 만들어볼까 하는 생각으로까지 옮겨갔습니다. 그래서 그게 시작이 돼서 나 내가 참가하고 내가 만들 수 있는 서바이벌 게임은 뭐가 있을까 해서 시작했던 게 스피드 게임이었습니다. Um, yeah, um, in 2008, um, I was trying to write a project and the project failed. I couldn't get any investment. So I was very tired and I was also very broke. Um, so I wanted to just, um, you know, I had so much time to kill. So I went to comic book stores, a comic book cafes, as we call it in Korea. Um, and I read a lot of comic books and they were about like survival games and about gambling. And at that time, because I was so helpless and broke, I thought that if I could earn this prize, I myself want to join one of those games. So, and then I thought about maybe if I should make my own survival game. And that's how I started um, writing Squid Game. Did you see in those other comics, did you see examples of social commentary and human nature, which seems very prevalent in Squid Game? 어, 네. 그 만화책 보셨을 때 혹시 어떤 사회적인 현상이나 인간 본성에 대한 이야기가 오징어 게임에 있는데 그게 그 만화에도 들어 있었나요? 그 사실은 이 서바이벌 게임이라든가 갬블링 이야기들이 거의 인간 본성 밑바닥을 건드는 이야기들이잖아요. 그큰 돈이 걸리고 자신의 어떤 생명이든 뭐 신체 일부든 위험한 것이 동시에 걸렸을 때그 인간의 가장 밑바닥에서 나오는 가장 그 베이직 인스팅트 같은 뭐 그런 비겁함일 수 있고 야비함일 수도 있고 막 그런 것들을 건드리는 것들이 사실은 대부분이기 때문에 그런 것들의 영향을 많이 받았고요. 저 자체도 사실 그 뭐야 제가 뭐 갬블링 같은 거할때 그런 것들을 많이 느끼기 때문에 그런 영향을 많이 받았습니다. 그리고 또 아무래도 그 많은 서바이벌 게임들이 음 기본적으로는 지금 우리가 살고 있는 사회에 대한 커멘트들이 어느 정도는 다 그것이 약간 판타지가 섞여 있을지라도 어 들어갈 수밖에 없는 것 같아요. 그래서 갬블링이나 서바이벌물의 어떤 공통점이 인간의 가장 밑바닥에 있는 본성을 건드는 것과 어떤 이 기본적인 이 갬블링을 할 수밖에 만들 하, 하게 만드는 그런 사회에 대한 어떤 커멘트들이 기본적으로 다 어느 정도 들어가 있는 것 같습니다. Um, yes, I think these um, contents and survival games and gambling, they really talk about human nature and basic instincts of people because, you know, it could be for the money or for something else. But when people are really down on their luck and they're really pushed to the corner, there are some, you know, human nature and basic instinct that comes out of them. Um, so I was pretty much uh, impacted by these um, content. And I think it's just natural that people act that way and feel that way in survival games and when they're gambling. So for these content on survival games, there could be like elements of fantasy in it, but I think it also ha contains social commentary to some extent. And it also talks about 
um, human nature because sometimes it's the society that pushes people to do gambling because they're so down on their luck and there's nothing else they could do. So yeah, I think um, some level of social commentary and um, elements of human nature is also incorporated in those comic books too. It sounds, it sounds like gambling is a major theme in your thought process for the story. This has been compared to Battle Royale and Hunger Games, but yours is very different because they have this choice. How important is it to shape those characters given the choice to play the game or not? (laughs) 그 참가자들이 게임을 하지 않을 수 있는 그런 옵션이 있었다는 겁니다. 그런 어, 선택을 할수 있었는데요. 그런 것들을 녹여내는 것에 대해서 조금 말씀해 주실 수 있을까요? 어떻게 다른지. 어, 그게 큰 차별점을 가장 주고 싶었던 부분이었어요. 어, 기존의 모든 그 서바이벌 물들을 보면 어쩔 수 없이 끌려와서 어, 그것을 이기지 않으면 살아나가지 못하는 막 그런 것들의 세팅이 거의 대부분이었는데 그렇게 해서 저도 처음에는 시작을 했거든요. 제가 글을 쓸 때. 근데 그렇게 하다 보니까 뭐 웬만한 그 참가자들이 계속 다 여기서 그 게임에 집중을 할 수가 없는 거예요. 계속 이 사람들은 탈출할 기회만 노리게 되더라고요. 억지로라는 것들이, 강제로라는 것들의 프레임이 씌워져 있었기 때문에 그래서 아, 이 사람은 또 탈출할 기회를 봐야 될것 같은데 저 사람도 여기서 도망가려고 할것 같은데 그러다 보니까 이 게임 자체를 하는 사람들의 모습이 아니라 자연스럽게 자꾸 탈출하려는 사람들의 모습으로 이, 이 캐릭터들을 만들게 되더라고요. 그래서 음, 그런 것들이 가지는 약점과 한계가 너무 분명해서 제가 이 사회를 기본적으로 이 빠져나가려고 해도 빠져나갈 수 없는 것이 우리가 살고 있는 이 세상이잖아요. 자기가 죽기 전까지는. 그래서 우리는 자발적으로 이 세상에 살고 있는 것 같지만 또한 이 세상으로부터 탈출할 수 없는 이 자본주의 시스템과 경쟁사회 안에 갇혀있는 것을 묘사하고 싶었기 때문에 자유가 있는 것을 이 게임 안에도 주고 싶었어요. 그래서 마치 그만둘 자유가 있는 것처럼 이 게임에서 벗어날 자유가 있는 것처럼 묘사를 하고 싶었고 어, 그러다 보니까 제가 이제 나갈 수 있는 기회를 투표를 통해서 어, 주는 시스템 그런 장면들을 생각하게 됐고 하지만 동시에 그렇게 나가봤지만 나갈 수가 결국은 없는 이 전체 모두가 오징어 게임 같은 그런 사, 세상이다라는 것들을 인해서 다시 돌아올 수밖에 없는 그런 어, 상징적인 장치들을 마련하게 됐습니다. Yes, um, that's the exact point where I wanted to differentiate my work with the rest of the um, other works on survival games, because when you see existing survival games, people are just dragged into the game. And um, if they don't if they don't win, they cannot survive. Um, And that's actually where I started. Um, I started off with that the same thing. But when I was writing, I found out that, you know, the participants can't really focus on the game because they're always looking for chances to escape. So they focus more on escaping rather than the games because they're here against their will. Um, So I think that had its limitations. So what I wanted to do was kind of symbolically portray that we also live in this world where um, we cannot escape until we're dead, but and we are against our our will kind of put into this world. Um, So we might think that we are here because it's our will to be here, but still we are kind of um, captured in this capitalistic society and we can't escape from it. 
Um, so I wanted to portray it so that um, it looks like the participants have the freedom to get out of the game. So that's why I put the voting process into the game. But still, this whole world is kind of like a squid game itself. So even if they try to escape, they decide to come back. So they actually don't have uh, the option. So I wanted to kind of add that layer to my show. A lot of screenwriters in America are taught to write the plot first and then think about things like theme and symbolism later. It seems like you would need all that in the outline phase or in the very beginning for a project like this. How do you think about plot and theme and symbolism? <laughs>어그학교에서배우는것들이있긴한데항상뭐뭐영화영화과나영화학교에서막상실제로이제필드에나와서일을하게되고글을쓰고하다보면막그런생각자체를잘안하게되는것같아요그냥어그냥하게되
굉장히 그래서 오히려 단순하게 쓰는 경우들이 있어요. 그래서 항상 제가 직접 한다는 것을 전제로 작업을 하기 때문에 어, 어느 장면은 정말 훨씬 더 비주얼한 것들이나 이런 것에 묘사가 많아지고 어느 것들은 완전히 더 그냥 추상적으로 되게 심플하게 한 단어들로 정리를 하고 그게 좀 그래서 저는 다, 다른 것 같습니다. 이거 누구한테 맡기려는 생각을 해보진 않고 그러셔서. Um, yeah, because I write and direct, um, I always visualize in my mind when I'm writing the script. So um, it's kind of different for different scenes. For some scenes, I go into very um, minute detail about how I'm going to visualize this. And for some other scenes, I make it very simple in my writing. And then I think that, oh, I'm going to do it anyways in my own hands. I'm going to take this into my own hands anyway. So I'm going to have meetings with you know, uh, other staff and then trying to finalize this. So I always, have the, um, I always have the idea that in the end, I'm the one who's going to be overseeing all this. So you know, sometimes I could go into very very, very minute details about visual description. Sometimes I just have a very abstract concept with me. Um, but I know that I'm not going to like um, totally give this to like another person to decide. So I have that in my mind always. You've worked on several projects as the writer director. Was there anything about this particular project that changed for you when you moved to the board, when you moved to actually directing the project? Anything that changed about the story? Do you mean uh, writing and then directing? Yes, like something he wrote on the page that didn't, like he changed when he became the director. Okay. 사실 작가이자 감독으로서 동시에 할 경우에 가장 큰 장점인데요. 어, 연출을 막상 제가 쓴 거지만 하다 보면 현장에서 하다 보면 어, 잘못 쓰여졌다고 느끼거나 훨씬 더 다른 방향, 이런 조금 다른 방향으로 갔어야 된다고 느끼거나 하는 부분들이 연출을 해서 실제로 배, 세트에서 배우들과 일을 하다 보면 생겨요. 그래서 그 저는 현장에서 작품을 그 촬영을 해나가면서 대본을 많이 고치는 스타일입니다. 그래서 어, 거의 매일 대본을 고칩니다. 작, 찍는 동안에도 고치고 찍고 들어와서 그 다음 날 찍을 대본도 대사도 조금씩 고치고 계속 고치는 스타일이라 어, 하면서 예, 대본을 많이 사실은 바꿉니다. 그래서 배우들이 그 때문에 힘들어하는 경우가 조금 있습니다. Um, yes, I think what you pointed out is actually the biggest pros of being doing both writing and directing, but because then you have the liberty to, you know, fix things as you go. So, you know, I wrote the script, but sometimes I'm on set with the crew and I feel like, oh, this is not the way that I should have gone, or there's another direction that looks more plausible and more right. Then I um, just fix the script on set and I, I actually fix the script like almost every day. Um, I fix it on set and also when I'm done with that day's shooting and then I go home and I look at my next day's script, I also fix it. So sometimes it's very challenging for the cast because I, I keep on fixing the script. It could be challenging for the actors, but um, yeah, I, I fix my script on a daily basis. Can you share some more logistics about your writing process and pre-production? Do you use outlines, note cards, 
bulletin boards, different things like that. Anything about the logistics? 혹시 그 극본 작업을 하실 때 프리프로덕션 단계에서 어떻게 하시는지 조금 말씀해 줄수 있나요? 뭐 노트카드를 쓰신다든지 칠판을 사용하신다든지 어떤 방식으로 좀어 브레인스토밍을 하시고 제작을 하시나요? 처음에는 뭐 화이트보드 큰 데다가 어 전체적인 흐름을 에뭐 특히 이제 스피드 게임 같은 작업을 하면 매 회마다 어떻게 저 뭐가 추가돼서 전개될 것인가에 대한 그런 큰 그림들을 조금 그려보고요, 써보고 등장할 캐릭터들 어떤 캐릭터가 이번에 나오면 흥미있을까 하는 캐릭터의 이름과 성별과 나이 같은 것들을 막막 막 던져보는 데서 시작을 해요. 어, 그리고 나서 그들이 어떤 게임에서 어떤 모습을 보여줄까를 또 생각을 하는 작업을 하고요. 좀 이제 그 디테일하게 트리트먼트 작업을 하게 되면 이제 큰 덩어리 신발 신이든 뭐 아니면 큰 어떤 그 플라시든 이런 것들을 포스트잇으로 제가 어 써가지고 거기 어떤 장면이고 무슨 일이 벌어지는지를 그 포스트잇을 쭉 벽에 붙여서 그 순서와 흐름을 체크를 한번 합니다. 그래서 포스트잇 색깔을 좀 다르게 해서 한 시퀀스를 같은 색깔로 하고 그 시퀀스가 끝나고 다른 게 나오면 또 다른 색깔로 붙여서 그 시퀀스별로 흐름을 보기도 하고요. 그래서 그런 작업들을 이제 주부로 쓸 때는 처음에 시작합니다. Um, so at the very beginning, I use a really big whiteboard to create like a big outline for each episode, just to get the big picture of how it's gonna go. And I try brainstorming like the names and genders and ages of the different characters. And I also try to think about like when these characters are going to come in, in which episode and what kind of game they're going to participate in. Um, and then uh, when I go into more detailed treatment of the script, I use post-its and uh, I go scene by scene or plot by plot. And I stick all these post-its on the wall to see how it's going to flow. And I also color code the post-its. So for one sequence, it would be like one color. And for another sequence, it could be another color. So I could see the flow by sequence and for the whole um, show as well. If you ever felt stuck while writing this, was there something you did to beat writer's block? Was it about reading comics again, more research, moving to a different project? Like, what do you do in those moments when you're kind of stuck at the moment? <笑>うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、
Um, yes, definitely. Um, I got the writer's block a few times when I was writing season one. And before I used to drink when I felt stuck. So I tried to, you know, not go with my, my logical brain and just wake up my creative brain so that, um, you know, maybe I could get something out of it. But at first it worked, but it's really bad for your health. So I start, I stopped doing that. And what I try to do is just blab on about what I'm going to write with other people. And sometimes when I just talk with people, people can give me ideas or I could, you know, get epiphanies while just talking with other people about what I'm going to write. So yeah, for season one, what I did was just talk on and on with my friends and people around me. Perfect. I think we're about out of time. I just want to say thanks again for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks again for tuning in. What a great episode. If it's your first time on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, make sure to hit that subscribe button. We could also use you know, your rating. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating so we can share this with more people. And thanks again for your time. I will see you in the next episode.